0: Today on the news and why it matters, we are back on air uh, here to talk about the stories that we missed while we were gone over the break. We've got the shooting at a Texas church, an attack on the embassy in Iraq and 2020 update, impeachment update and more. Don't miss it. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. It feels like a Monday, but it's not. It's Thursday. We're almost done with the week, but we are back here on air. Uh, I am joined today by Pat Gray of Pat Gray Unleashed, who I'm sure is really excited to talk more.
1: I can't wait. Because
0: the five hours that you've been talking. It's not enough. Yeah, you got to do more, more, more. (laughs) Uh, Joined uh, once again by my good friend, Patriot Rich. Rich Wilkins, a Turning Point ambassador, and uh, obviously the most patriotic man on the planet, quite possibly. Yeah, you
2: know, I just wear my heart on my sleeve. So.
0: <laughs> and then uh, we've got Luke Messias, political consultant. Luke Macias, thank you guys for being here. Uh, before we get into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, NetSuite. So... Those of you who are small business owners, entrepreneurs, you know the importance of knowing your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, you're not going to know how to grow it. It's just a complete mess. And the problem that uh, most most companies have is that they have all these different software systems that don't work with one another. So you've got your, you know, you've got your accounting system and then you've got your sales system and you've got your HR system and you ju- you're like Trying to make all of these things mix and match and they don't work well together. That is what NetSuite is for NetSuite is by Oracle And it is the number one cloud business system in the world It is that for a reason because it works It has all of your software systems everything that operates all under the same umbrella And so you know your numbers you can grow your business you look at everything straight at your fingertips And again, it's it's based on the cloud So you can access it wherever you're at if you're away from the office if you're in the office wherever you're at you can access your uh, your software so you can go to let's see netsuite.com slash why you can get a free demo so free demo also a free guide seven key strategies to grow your profits netsuite.com slash why I mean unless you don't like making money in which case I don't know why you're here netsuite.com slash why schedule a free demo right now and get that free guide seven key strategies to grow your profits Uh, all right so Let's start with this—the uh, shooting that happened at the Texas church. It was actually not too far from here in White Settlement. Uh, there was, of course, a shooting. Um, a man came in. I believe that we have the uh, the video. So, if there is anyone with with little ones in the room, uh, may want to avoid that. But so we've got a video that we're going to play here in a second, and it shows uh, the man walking into the church um, and starting to fire. The armed security team, uh, namely Jack Wilson, who was the head of the security team in that church, takes him down very quickly. He is only able to, uh, to injure a couple people. Here is the, uh, here's the video. So as you can see, see him coming towards the corner here um, up at the Way top. in the back. Yeah. yeah, up at the top with a coat on.
1: He actually said something to one of the victims first. Did he really? Yeah. I Do know. That was yeah. and, mm-hmm. and the third shot you hear which happened very quickly is from the security guy. Right.
0: From what was it 50 feet away. Yeah. Yep.
1: Put him down instantly. Yeah. Yep. Killed him.
0: Amazing. Um, he actually I uh, read as a retired police officer as well. So Knows his stuff, yeah. um, but if you notice, there were several other people who members of the church who actually got up mm-hmm. uh, because they were armed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now I want to talk about it, but I also want to bring into the conversation the USA Today article mm-hmm. that was just uh, that was just printed. That it, there was an op ed that they published that said it was terrifying that Texas churchgoers were armed when they were attacked.
1: Wow! Good gosh. Uh,
0: I do don't know do? how you come to that conclusion.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, what do you do in this situation? Wait for the cops? How many more people
1: would Which have been killed? Is, they're what five minutes away at least, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe ten. Right. How mo- you could have killed everybody in that church. Yes, in absolutely. That of time. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it's a huge blessing that somebody was armed in that church. It ended in six seconds.
0: Mm-hmm. Could have been much six worse. Six seconds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, he could have sh- he could have shot virtually everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Not to mention the fact that this guy was a felon. Yeah, and he got a hold of a gun. Yep, should so have had a gun. It in was the supposed? Yeah. yeah, it's illegal. You're, yep. you're a felon, and so he's in there. He, it's it's really this whole situation is stupid for the left to even try to argue it. Mm-hmm. Um, more gun laws isn't going to prevent shootings from happening. Right, um, and thankfully this hero. I like to actually say a quote that he, a statement he said. Um, I don't see myself. As a hero, I see myself as doing what needed to be done to take out an evil threat. And I just, I love that, you know, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it speaks to it's who great. this person is and what he did. Um, it's just, you know, it's a tragic event, but so thankful yeah. he was there.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's your
3: take, Luke? He, he killed two people. I mean, killed both of them in six seconds, right? right? And it was ended. Right. And the liberal media is still so anti gun That the issue they're going to take is not with Jack Wilson. Mm -hmm. It's not with the. It's it's well, we do have a problem. The fact that there were ten other people that showed up with guns following the shooting, and you know the level at which they have to bend over backwards to advance their own agenda is is pretty astounding. Um, Their issue is we want more Jack. We want a Jack Wilson in every single church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want nobody else armed. Right. And we think that's the best situation. Yeah. And we also want to make it harder for law-abiding citizens to get guns by closing private party purchases and red flag laws and all these other things so that supposedly none of these things will happen. Mm. But evil will mm-hmm. still exist. And I think that's what Jack Wilson brought up. Right. Jack Wilson, too, is running for county commissioner. Yeah. Wood County, the political consultant inside of me, has to... Leap for joy for him. I know, As I know. I saw gracious. that.
0: I was like, you can't come up with a better campaign uh, ad than that, d- right? Well, I'm, I'm the guy who saved the church. I that's saved, a shoe-in yeah, right there.
3: Yeah. Greg Abbott said, this is what a Texas hero looks like. And I was like, that's yeah. going to be on a mailer. That's mm-hmm. going to exactly. be... <laughs> and
0: <laughs> so how he responded. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. I it's phenomenal. It's poetic, phenomenal. yeah. 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 Um, but so this uh, op-ed writer, it's Arizona Republic blogger Elvia Diaz. She said... Um, that it was, the part that was terrifying the most was that nothing was known about the other people who had the firearms. Mm -hmm. I mean, except for the fact that they were jumping to save members of their congregation, right? Right. Other than that, nothing was known about them. Uh, But, you know, Pat, it does bring up kind of an interesting point. Um, I think, Luke, you just touched on this, that how in the world do you advocate for more gun control, right after something like this. I mean, do you think that that is good for the Democrats' optics?
1: <laughs> well, y- y- their base doesn't...
0: They don't they, I don't
1: think they about, think through this logic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no logic involved in this argument because the logic showed how effective it is. Right. And how it saved lives. Um, you know, my church just uh, asked for people not to carry guns in any of our meetings. Really? And it really made me feel less secure. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, that's so we're completely at the mercy of some psychotic killer if some psychotic killer decides to come into mm-hmm. our chapel someday and start shooting. Well, who's going to put him down? Yeah. Well, you're going to have to call the police mm-hmm. and that's you know 5 10 15 minutes, who knows. It's, and that's, it's it's unsettling.
0: That's disappointing in Texas. It is. Of all I mean, cuz I would have thought this guy knew what he was up against when he goes mm-hmm. into a church in Texas, yep. right? I mean, my parents, they're think? in a, a small town in East Texas, and you know when you walk in there. I mean, they've got security, they've got armed oh, yeah. people there. You know better than to go in there and mess with them. So mm-hmm. that's really disappointing to hear it is. happening in Texas. And
1: how often have the armed security personnel gone off and shot people or shot people accidentally? I don't know of a single mm-hmm. time when it's ever happened. Yeah. So clearly, this is a huge benefit, and I think that's that's why we're not hearing all kinds of talk about it, because it's pretty hard to argue against this one.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Joe Biden we... tried to.
1: He, yeah. I mean, he blamed I mean, Greg
0: Abbott for the amazing. the law to allow guns in churches. It's truly mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so up next, the Department of Defense announced uh, Tuesday night that they are sending an additional 750 troops to the Middle East in response to the attack on the United States Embassy in Iraq, and that another 3,000 troops were preparing for possible deployment in coming days. Uh, Now, there's still going back and forth. There were Iranian-backed protesters who were throwing Molotov cocktails and other objects at the embassy. Um, No United States personnel were killed or seriously injured during the attack, but that did not stop MSNBC host Joy Reid from uh, making a smart comment on Twitter. She, of course, was retweeting real press Uh, press secretary bot. So it's just a bot. And it says, read the transcripts from the president. And she retweets it with, as Trump's Benghazi unfolds in Iraq, Uh, getting a lot of heat for that. Of course, as I just stated, no one died. No one was injured. Much different situation than Benghazi. Uh, And by the way, at what, 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 difference does it make at this point right what difference does it make at this particular point Um, pat your thoughts on uh what's going on in the embassy in iraq
1: well it just shows the difference between the uh presidents that we've had in the last eight years uh obama did nothing Mm -hmm. and trump did something and he's sending more troops to do you know even reinforce the the security that we have there now when you take action uh, it's going to make a difference because because that's what these people in the Middle East who do these kinds of things that's what they understand mm-hmm. when you when you respond in strength uh, it's going to make a difference mm-hmm. that's why there's no hostages that's why there was nobody killed that's why there's uh, nobody injured that that's why the crowd isn't there anymore mm-hmm. uh, they know that Trump responded to this in strength and it really works like the gun in church yep. if If you're strong and you take action, you're going to save lives. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Thankfully, this embassy was very fortified. I think the frustrating thing to take from this, beyond what the critics are saying, um, is the fact that the the waves of people were able to get through certain checkpoints so easily. Um, I think that that's one thing that we need to work on over there. But um, I know... John Teagan, personally, who's one of the survivors of the Benghazi mm-hmm. incident. Um, and the fact that she even made that tweet, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, to me, it's, it's a good thing because it's only allowing the comparison to happen. Yeah. And, and if you look at, That's true. if you look at uh, the way Benghazi was handled and the aftermath of that compared to now, you just see, it's like, okay, well, Trump, Trump's responding to this properly. He's coming in with an iron fist and... Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's
0: a it's a that's a good point that it it does allow us to draw the comparison. Not smart, not smart on her part though, Mm -hmm. because we can draw the comparison and how much you know how different it is.
1: Mm -hmm. Should be looking back to see what she said about Benghazi. Yeah, Mm -hmm. back when Benghazi really was Benghazi. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm guessing she didn't have anything to say
0: about Mm -hmm. that. Crickets.
1: USA Today and Joy Reid, I think, can't
3: help Mm -hmm. but fulfill. Trump's prophecy of calling them the enemy of the people. And I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. they complain about his statement, but then they just keep feeding the narrative themselves. It's like, look, Trump made one statement and he really never need to said, needed to say it again mm-hmm. because they every single week remind all of middle America that they are so far off. And I also think we're about to see potential duplicity from some of these national security hawks, who were so outraged by Trump's pulling back in Syria, I don't see all of them also lining up saying, hey, thank you for sending the troops to that. And some of them have, but I think we're going to see some people who are just willing to criticize whatever the Mm -hmm. president's doing instead of actually picking a position on a policy and sticking to it.
0: You know, it's funny because whenever uh, I used to hear... The president say the media is the enemy of the people, Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, I got very uncomfortable as a as a journalist, you know, as a reporter um, having that background. I got very uncomfortable and I thought you can't say stuff like that. But you're right. Every single day that passes, the more they do. I'm like, I understand why he said it now. I'm kind of in agreement with him Mm -hmm. to to a certain extent.
3: The American people feel under assault by the left-wing media, and the reality is, like I said, he doesn't even have to say it anymore. They yeah. just keep perpetuating that narrative themselves with the headlines they pick, the op-eds they publish, mm-hmm. the tweets they make. They're doing it to themselves. Wasn't
0: there, there was um, something that I was reading, I thought I, I might have it on my cards, but I don't think I do, um, that they, there was, I think the New York Times wrote something about how uh, it was the darkest year yet, 2019, for mm-hmm. journalists under under President Trump. <laughs>
1: I'm like, Obama imprisoned more journalists <SSSSL> right. than any president, all the other presidents combined. I know.
0: I'm like, there are no journalists imprisoned by President Trump. Wow. Meanwhile, around the world, maybe you should get some perspective. There are other countries where you do go to jail Jeez. for speaking out against uh, against the president. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, up next, we've got 2020 and impeachment. Don't change the channel. We'll be back. If my voice holds up.
1: You know
3: what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to being here in March.
0: Before we uh, get back into it, we want to thank our sponsor, Candid, which I am personally using right now. Um, love them. so. I used to have braces, I had headgear, I was like the biggest nerd ever. I I did all this stuff, right, to straighten my teeth. And then I stopped wearing my retainers and my teeth shifted and I was like, I spent all of that time and money wearing those things and my teeth are crooked again. So um, I'm using Candid. Uh, You can too straighten your teeth for 65% less than braces. Uh, And also it's not like braces where you got a bunch of metal in your mouth. Uh, Candid clear aligners are comfortable, removable totally invisible so um, I'm you know I'm wearing them I'm walking around I'm talking with people I'm meeting with people they don't know that I'm also straightening my teeth uh, at the same time so if you are like me and maybe you've just let your teeth shift you stopped wearing your retainers and you're unhappy with it now you don't even have to go to a doctor's office you don't have to sit in a waiting room you can do everything from your home candid will send you the uh, they ship you all of the, the the ingredients that you use to make your impressions you send it off they have a license licensed orthodontist who makes you like this really cool 3D, uh, you know, showing of what your teeth are going to look like when they get straightened. And they send you your aligners and that's that. And it is so super easy, super simple. Right now you can get $75 off by using promo code Y. Go get your teeth straightened. Candidco.com slash Y. Use code Y for $75 off. That is Candidco.com dot com slash Y promo code Y for seventy five dollars off. By the way, it's only taking me six months. That's the average treatment time. Nice. Six months for straighter teeth. Candidco.com slash Y. All right, let's talk about twenty twenty for a little bit. Um, fundraising numbers. Final quarter fundraising, Uh, some of the numbers have just been released, of course. They don't all release them, which oftentimes you're like, you didn't raise a lot of money and that's why you're not releasing your numbers yet. But uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders pulled in a whopping $34 million. uh, Pete Buttigieg behind him at $24.7 million. Now, uh, the one that people are talking about that has not been released yet is good old Lizzie Warren. Uh, She has not released her numbers for... Q3, but apparently the Warren campaign sent out a desperate fundraising email to supporters last week, claiming to have only raised $17 in uh, Q4 so far. And that would be like a 30% drop, which is kind of how she's dropped in the polls. Mm -hmm. So it would make a lot of sense. Um, And then Joe Biden, we don't have it, uh, the final number yet, but he likely has crossed into the $20 million fundraising mark. We can talk about all these people, but... uh, how, how are people still giving Joe Biden money?
1: I don't know how that's you give any of those people any money. Well, that's
0: a great point. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. And, you know, that what's left out there is that Trump raised $46 million yes. during the same time period. Yes. So he's by far and away the biggest donor. And, and that goes completely unmentioned. Um, but... How, how and he raised
0: you? a good chunk of it, I think, in the first, uh, the first couple days during impeachment. Yeah, I read there was a mm. lot of money given to him is, during impeachment. I
1: think the impeachment thing is actually helping him, and it's actually hurting these candidates. And while they're raising these millions of dollars, it will be interesting to see when, if the uh, Senate does have an impeachment trial, they're going to be bound to it. You know, you got the three senators. you got Warren. Uh, Sanders and Klobuchar, who are going to have to be there yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and keep him off the campaign trail. So, you know, that is one good thing about that, is that maybe the Democrats won't spread it out that much because they've got three senators to worry about. Yeah. Um, but Buttigieg, I don't know who's donating to him either. I, I mean, don't either. How does this mayor from... from South Bend. South Bend, Indiana, mm-hmm. come up with $25 million every quarter.
2: Well, he didn't he pretty much get body slammed, too, in the last debate? Yeah, yes, he did. That's yeah, what, that's what to I know. Yes, he to drink wine while
0: at his fundraiser. Yeah. He served yeah. wine. It was no, horrible. No, but, I mean, that's a great point. He, he hasn't had some huge moment where you go, oh, man, Buttigieg, he, he is a rising no. star right now. He hasn't had that. Mm-hmm. Hasn't. So it is a great question. Who is donating to Pete Buttigieg? I know it's not. I, I mean, minorities don't like him.
3: No, they're definitely not black donors, <laughs> you know that, or, or mm-hmm. voters, um, unless they're from Kenya, because that's where he gets his pictures. Right, but, yes, his um, stock photos. Yeah, he's got some fundraising.
0: Well, like Look, I, I have black voters, see? For, oh, no, it's a stock photo from Kenya. Uh,
3: foreign interference with an election. <laughs> I think the LGBTQIA, LMNOP individuals across the nation. It's a very wealthy network of individuals who has definitely decided to give him yeah. very early support and often support. Now, to his credit, he has also expanded that into a donor network, really, uh, that that has raised him tens of millions of dollars more than anybody would have thought that, that he would raise. And I think you also have a lot of moderate donors who kind of see him as the potential middle-of-the-road candidate mm-hmm. if Biden mm-hmm. peters out. Mm-hmm. And so they're Kind of trying to, in a sense, buy an insurance policy because the last thing they want is an actual socialist running. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to figure that out.
0: I mean, Bernie just raised $34 million.
3: And to to your point, I think what you're also seeing is that the masses, right? Because we know that the socialist candidates do have a small dollar Mm -hmm. donor network and that they are more and more getting comfortable with Bernie over Warren. And I think Warren made an early play at them, Mm -hmm. but she's definitely lost her momentum and they're starting to coalesce more and more behind Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders.
0: I mean, that's a that's a great point. Are, are you? Surely Bernie doesn't get get the nod, right?
2: I think it'd be very difficult for him to. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Look, we I'm don't just know impressed he raises win. this much money right after he has a heart attack. I think a
3: lot of that's it's going to come down to Iowa. What's going on mm-hmm. with his
2: health? Why are people still giving him money because of that reason? You know,
0: Well, I mean, he seems to be way more, uh, you know, with it than Joe Biden who did not have a heart attack. I mean, you know what I mean? You saw them on a debate stage. Yeah, he's still still holding his How is the guy with a heart attack doing way better than Joe Biden, who has no idea where he even is right now?
2: NRA did a good segment on Joe Biden's response to this whole shooting in Texas and just his thoughts on gun laws. And it Mm -hmm. was comical to listen to him talk about it. It's like, what are you saying? As he tries to keep his teeth in his (laughs)
0: mouth.
1: Part of me
3: thinks that Joe doesn't actually believe what he's saying. He's trying to straddle that line of, I want to say things that keep... Keeps the left happy. I don't really believe any of this, which then means it's going to take him a long time to mm-hmm. find the words he's looking to form mm-hmm. the sentence mm-hmm. that says something he doesn't even really believe, but he knows keeps enough people happy to try to win him the nomination.
1: Meanwhile, you got Bloomberg, who uh, isn't Oof. raising a lot of money, but he's Didn't got a it. lot of his own. Yeah, and he's already spent 155 million dollars in ads. Oh. That is unbelievable. Un- in just yeah. over a month. Unbelievable. I mean, like a month and a week. Yep. $155 million? <laughs> I s- wow. I see his ads all over social media. All I over see, YouTube. And, and I see them on television.
3: Mm-hmm. They're, they're all over ESPN. His ad guy is probably buying a small island in the Bahamas somewhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no with kidding. the percentage that he's taking. Oh, yeah. 100%. No kidding. No yeah.
0: kidding. Uh, by the way, speaking of 2020, I have some really sad news Don't Julian, break it. Julian Castro. He's out. We lost him. We lost him. We We did. We lost him. Heartbreaking. I mean, for probably like five people out there, they are very, very heartbroken today. I was uh, hoping
1: that me and Julian could hang out down by the schoolyard, but I I guess it's (laughs) not.
0: Actually, he's
3: more yes. available, just to let you know. Oh, you have a better shot. <laughs> You're, still time in. You're still
0: in. Uh, you know, it, it is really interesting, though. You see, all of these minorities, for as much as the left likes to say, we can't have the white people, we right. can't have the old people, all these minorities keep trickling out because they're not getting support. I don't know what to make of that. It could be that maybe they don't bunch believe what they're saying. Oh. Yeah, a
1: bunch <laughs> of racists. That's what they'd be saying about Republicans, right? It is. Right? Yeah. It yeah.
0: is. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what Kamala Harris said. Yeah. Oh, and she's gone too.
1: She is gone
3: because her own voters are racist.
0: Is Wait, is, <laughs> is Cory Booker gone? I can't no, remember. He's yet.
1: hanging around. Yeah, He's, he's got to
0: be the next one gone. You would think. Ugh. I'll, I'll cross my fingers for that. Uh, all right, before we go, we just thought it was proper that we uh, send off Julian Castro uh, in our own way. Watch. Watch. <laughs> we go into overtime, which you guys can access at blazetv.com, want to remind those of you who have not yet subscribed, you're missing out on so much freaking content, you guys. We've got Pat Gray, Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, that mm-hmm. takes place every morning, way too early, so it's also available on demand <laughs> if you're not up that early. Seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. Uh, we've got Steven Crowder. We've got Dave Rubin. We've got, of course, the man himself, Mr. Glenn Beck. We've got Eric Bowling. We've got so much content that A you are missing out. New show
1: starting with Stu gear yes, very soon. Yes, Stu. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm really excited for that one. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really good. Um, but you can't. You got to go to BlazeTV.com. And you're going to miss out if you don't. So you can use promo code NEWS and you will save $10 uh, when you use that promo code NEWS. Still to come in overtime, we've got impeachment, which we haven't gotten into. Rudy Giuliani prepared to testify about corruption of Democrats and Ukraine if they have a trial. Oh, I want this to happen, it happen. so <laughs> bad. We'll get into it next coming up in overtime.
2: going be a great 2020. I know most entertaining
1: up next enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters available exclusively for podcast listeners and blaze tv subscribers not a subscriber start your free trial at blazetv.com. Oh,
0: the topic that everyone i know missed hearing about talking about impeachment impeachment 2020 now uh what will happen what comes next uh i want to start with al green al green gives us so many good just cute little moments where you're like i don't think you meant to admit that but you just did Uh, al green came out and basically admitted this week that uh they wanted to impeach trump when he was just running for office before he had even (laughs) done anything yet let's listen to al green
3: You just mentioned uh, political expediency and insincerity, which those are two charges that have been leveled against Democrats during this entire uh, affair, particularly since September when the formal impeachment inquiry started. And you you play a starring role in those charges. I mean, the argument goes like this of, of House Republicans and Trump and his allies, the president and his allies is, basically, the Democrats
1: wanted to impeach Donald
3: Trump from day one. They cast about looking for a set of facts that they could plausibly use to do it, and all of it was pretextual and reverse engineered to get to this point. Exhibit one, Congressman Al Green, who's been calling for the man's impeachment uh, for, for two years now. What's your response to that
0: charge? Well, the genesis of impeachment, to be very candid with you, was um, when the, the president was running for office. <laughs>
1: That is awesome. That is, so that is awesome. Chris maybe go back like, to his singing career. I don't know. wow I mean, Let's Stay Together was a really good song. Maybe it's time to get back to that. Uh, that is an amazing admission, it isn't really it?
3: Is. Yeah. I love it because you know that Chris is like looking for the opposite mm-hmm. answer. Right? Yeah. As yeah. It takes a long yeah, time to build it up. Well,
1: yeah. uh, everything they say about me is true.
2: I wanted to <laughs> impeach him when he was a candidate. People behind the cameras are just throwing their papers. Chris is but so bad. Yeah. He's like,
3: Did, didn't? we bring him on to say the opposite you know that's
1: incredible
3: it really is yeah
0: i mean if that's not all the proof you need that this impeachment is a total sham uh i don't i don't know what else there could possibly be but uh wow we were talking off air earlier um luke and rich you guys were discussing what what happens now because technically pelosi hasn't delivered Mm -hmm. the articles of impeachment to the senate she of course says that she's withholding them until she knows that there's going to be somewhat of a fair trial because now they care about fairness it's amazing um so luke what i mean the senate can't actually do anything yet Mm -hmm. until she delivers those right
3: i think pelosi called an audible because she knew that impeachment was really hurting democrats significantly (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so she's she's trying Mm -hmm. to change the narrative right and Mm -hmm. and instead just go hey this is a fix republicans aren't going to treat this fairly to try to infuse some type of new, you know, narrative within the impeachment issue. And uh, the question is how long she's going to keep it up because Nancy Pelosi from the beginning, you and I talked about this months ago, she didn't even want to start impeachment. Mm -hmm. And now she's stuck Mm -hmm. and now she's trying to Mm -hmm. weasel her way out of this not hurting Democrats in the fall. Mm -hmm. I think what she's going to figure out in January is I need to send this hot potato to the Senate. Whether I like it or not, I did my little stand-up, I told everybody that Republicans aren't serious about it, but I need to get this out of my plate because the american people are going to get sick and tired of talking about it. and
2: and isn't there some noise going on about pelosi Mm -hmm. similar to what's going on with biden certain things Mm -hmm. are being surfaced yes you're starting to see Mm. some of the regime being exposed and Mm -hmm. i I feel like she's holding on to trying to let that smoke clear and then she'll make her move Mm. that's just my opinion but It's very possible.
0: Well, um, Pat, Rudy Giuliani uh, has said this week that he is prepared to testify at the impeachment trial if it happens about the American-Ukrainian corruption.
1: Who doesn't want that? Oh, my gosh. Is there a looser cannon than Rudy Giuliani? (laughs) I would love that (laughs) if he gets in there and testifies. Plus, I I really think he knows some things that would turn this thing upside down.
0: Well, he said... Uh, What I learned is that the corruption in Ukraine is vast, it's extensive, it highly involves the Democratic Party, not just in 2016, but for many years, Mm. uh, he said in what he described as an American-Ukrainian corruption. That's what... I'm like, how can you not do the full trial, right? Because they keep floating these ideas of just not really going through the full trial, um, voting to dismiss it, uh, what have you. But, I mean, can you imagine just not putting all of this out there on the table for the american public to, to see you have to. you have to
1: and even if there's not a trial even if somehow they weasel, weasel out of the trial he should present what he has mm-hmm. because i think we need to see it i met let's see it
0: i met him in florida
1: oh you when did I was, yeah just when i was recently? in west palm
0: beach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i met him at the the turning point summit um it was it was amazing i was just like Please, please tell everyone. Everything you know, please tell everyone. We have to hear I'm about it. I'm super
2: jealous that I didn't get to go because I saw those pictures and yeah. everyone else. I was
0: like, gosh, it's not fair.
1: Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> did amazing. he say he would?
0: Oh, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. And and he did say, he said, um, I feel like Glenn is one of the few people who really gets it. Yeah. And I said, he does. He really does. So keep, keep coming on our programs and, and spreading the information. There's
3: a great conversation that Glenn had, right, with Rudy mm-hmm. that's up on y'all's site and facebook and stuff but i it's you know 30 40 minutes and i think that everyone to go watch that conversation rudy at least gives you the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. that he has Uh right and so i think we get a little bit of a taste on what the senate trial would look like just with that conversation
0: yeah um so you know it's bad with impeachment when uh Former Governor Rod Blagojevich writes an opinion oh. piece from prison, <laughs>
1: um, arguing that. Is argue- a great sentence? Oh, writes an opinion piece <laughs> from, from prison.
0: prison, arguing that today's House Democrats would have impeached President Abraham Lincoln. Oh, uh, so when you've lost, when you've lost the guy from Ugh. prison, who do you who do you have? I don't know. Who Pac- do you have left?
3: What, why do you
2: think he did this?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I have no insight. I thought maybe Pat would know. I don't know. Nothing.
1: I know, I got nothing. I guess
0: attention?
3: Yeah, I think it's like when Hillary Clinton says something just cuz her book's about to come out. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. he's got a book. Maybe he's trying to get maybe. a book deal yeah. and he's just like somebody, you know, pay pay attention to me.
0: Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. Who knows, but Yeah, we uh, haven't talked about Rod in a while.
0: We no, I mean probably because he's while. been in prison. Yeah, uh, he probably
3: accomplished what he wanted to accomplish with this conversation right <laughs>
0: here. He's like, "They're talking about yeah. yeah, <laughs> you. you got us this time, Rod. Oh, Rod, uh, we fell for it." <laughs> all right, let's see. So, our good friend Robert Francis O'Rourke, good friend of the program, mm. he uh, he is. Coming out, you know, we didn't hear from him for a while. He very sadly got oh, wow. uh, a new look. huh? Yeah, he does. He's very, very sadly uh, had to drop out of the presidential uh, race because, you know, no one likes him. And uh, <laughs> he has just come out and joined a coalition to turn Texas blue. Yay. This is what he had to say
1: my name is beto o'rourke and i'm reaching out to encourage you to get behind our efforts to flip texas we're only nine seats down from taking control of the state legislature for the first time since 2001. that means we're nine seats down from making progress on gun violence on climate change on health care on criminal justice on every issue that we could possibly care about and those nine seats that we need to pick up I actually won those districts when I ran for Senate in 2018. So this is totally possible. We just have to decide that it's important to us, get after it, and support those candidates who are bravely stepping up to run these races. So let's flip Texas in 2020.
0: I mean, or we could not.
1: Yeah, let's not. We
0: could not do that. And by the way, can I just say, the, the new look is not working for you, Beto. <laughs> it's not working for you. It does not. It No, you got to you look. You got to
2: be rugged to look
0: rugged. Yes, he's go. not.
2: <laughs> Tell us about it, Rich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: that's no. Please, please stop. Please stop, yeah. Beto. Please. Uh, I always love how he says his name, Beto. My name is oh, Beto. Yeah. So cringy. Beto O'Rourke. Uh, Luke, what do you have to say about this? I mean, you're a political consultant. Yeah, are look, they? Are they gonna? I mean, I know. I don't take lightly the results mm-hmm. of the 2018 yep. um, race. I know we lost a lot of seats got wiped out um, locally, Mm -hmm. even though Beto lost. So, but, flip the Texas House blue, is it possible?
3: It's possible in the idea that what Beto said is true, right? These nine seats that voted for him over Ted Cruz, if Mm -hmm. those same people that voted for Beto had voted Republican, or for a Democrat in the Texas Mm -hmm. House, we would have a majority Democrat Texas House of Representatives. (laughs) They see (laughs) that math, and they're aggressive they're excited mm-hmm. and you know they see the blood in the water and so I think Republicans in Texas are taking it very seriously uh, Republican candidates up and down the ballot are raising a lot of money are getting out into the neighborhoods and it's something that Texans need to realize is a possibility
1: if we fall asleep at the wheel 100 mm-hmm. percent. It would be a catastrophe mm-hmm. if, yep. it, if it happens a catastrophe. I absolutely. mean where,
0: where would we go? Right. I mean, you always think of Texas as like mm-hmm. we are the place to go. We are the beacon uh, of freedom. Yep. Where do you go if you lose Texas?
1: And what's the next step after you take control of the legislature? The next step is taking control of the voters mm-hmm. and becoming a, uh, a blue state. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be you, you won't win a national election if that happens. Yeah. You know? I think we can't
2: make the mistake of looking at Beto as a non-threatening person because mm-hmm. he's failed so yeah. well. Um, he does, do and I joke well. about that a lot. But yeah. it's, in reality, this is a scary thing, and he yeah. he can drum up a lot of yeah. support mm-hmm. from the left. And if we are sleeping at the wheel, we're gonna we're gonna see a big mess happen. So, yeah.
0: however, I don't mind him being the spokesperson. I think because mm-hmm. he did. I mean, you saw what he said first. He said gun violence, which I mean, Texas. Yep. We love our guns. We don't want you coming in confiscating our guns like you threatened to do when you were running yep. for president. Mm-hmm. He talked about climate change. I don't know many Texans who are, like, really passionate about those two particular topics and stopping he them. He said so, criminal
3: justice reform, which is hilarious. because President Texas, Trump did, too, right? And Texas has led yeah. on criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we're literally the incubator on this issue. But it, it just goes to show he picked up the fourth one and he said, this one, too. And you're like, right. we're already doing that. But Beto's lost his shine. In 2018, mm-hmm. yeah. he was he was cool. He was hip. He was exciting. Yeah. But also, and this is my, I don't know if everybody will agree with this. I feel like he was more genuine in 2018. He wasn't talking about taking away people's yes. guns. He wasn't yes. doing any of these things. One of the reasons he lost his shine was because he started to try to please mm-hmm. the leftists. Pander, yeah. yep. And yep. once he started pandering, mm-hmm. he really didn't seem genuine at all. Yep. Where in 2018, he had that shine. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to take the most radical positions he took, which there were a lot of running mm-hmm. for president, and mm-hmm. say, Is this what you want the future of the Democrat Party to look like? Because that's what they're promising you, Texas. Right. And it's nothing like what Mm -hmm. you believe.
0: So you say that you think that he was more genuine in 2018. And I don't disagree with that. But I wonder if, I mean, he didn't ever really seem to have any policy positions. I mean, even if you went to his website when he was running, it was, there was no, you couldn't even tell where he no. stood on anything. Yeah,
2: on leader. tables. He was standing on tables. That's <laughs> oh,
0: right. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I did see standing, that he was standing. Yeah. I had to
2: take it. A so. lot
0: of tables. Yeah. Cars. Get down yeah. off the table. It was but, very weird. Yeah. I mean, people eat that's there better. <laughs> there was way
1: more cult of personality than mm-hmm. there was actual substance of policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the skateboarding at Whataburger, all yeah. of that kind of stuff, ingratiated himself yeah. to people. Yeah. And he lost all of that when he ran for president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Uh, before we go, Pope Francis. Pope Francis is in trouble. I did too. Oh, wow. He's in an trouble because Angry Bird. <laughs> on New Year's Eve, <clears throat> he was in St. Peter's Square, and a woman grabbed his hand, was trying to, I think, pull him towards her. And he did not like that. He did not give consent to be touched. Watch. <laughs> Oh, man. man, wow,
2: man of sin. Yeah, now, <laughs> he
0: was <laughs> now. Uh, he said so many, he's already apologized. He said, So many times we lose patience, me too. I say, Excuse me for the bad example. Can we talk about this for a second? I would not like it if someone was pulling my hand. I don't know that I would slap them if I was the Pope. Well, look
2: at John Paul. what do you do? He prayed with the man who shot him. Mm -hmm. Or was he shot at him? He shot him, right? No, he shot him. Yeah, he he went and prayed with him. Mm -hmm. Two very different Popes here.
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. Yes, yeah, we definitely have a much different Pope uh, here with Pope Francis. Pat, what's your reaction?
1: Uh... I, you know, I've got some issues with this Pope yeah. beyond the slapping oh, yeah. of the hand. Yeah. Uh, his policies and his getting into politics and his criticism of America mm-hmm. um, are all kind of disturbing to me. And and there are times when we hear stories about him, things that he has said to his really close agnostic friend that may or may not be true. But they seem to be true because I haven't seen anybody really deny them from mm-hmm. the Vatican. Um, it, it makes me wonder, you know, the question is the Pope Catholic is almost a legitimate question mm-hmm. now. That's
0: a great Sometimes. point. Is oh, yeah. the it's Pope a, Catholic? It's I'm not, not a sure. Rhetorical. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's not a rhetorical. Luke, left I,
3: I feel like everyone at this table cares more about the Pope returning to some basic orthodox understanding of traditional faith of what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And he can slap as many mm-hmm. hands as he wants if he'll actually start standing on that. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think... People of faith, as faith leaders, we want to try to be examples, Mm. and it's important. um, But at the same time, the ability to come out and say, yeah, I lost my patience is
1: fine. we're all human, Mm -hmm. and that's
3: kind of understandable. But if somebody was grabbing you, you'd be totally fine to...
0: Yeah, I mean, well, because he tried to get away. You see, he tries to pull away, and she doesn't let him. I'm like, I might have slapped someone if that was me. She had a death grip. I know she, she I want to know what she, she wanted. Yeah, yeah. What did she have to tell him <laughs> that me? was so important? <laughs> yeah, or she right? might have been like, return to the Catholic <laughs> faith. Probably,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, uh, no, <laughs> Feels like forever since we've had this poll, uh, kind of is. So the poll question when we left was, will anyone still care about impeachment after Christmas? 90% said no. Oh. Yeah, 90% wow. said no. Uh, 10% said yes. And here we are, still talking about it. Mm. Just a quick update, though. We don't like to spend a lot of time on it. We'll see if anything else happens with it. Today's poll, what will be the most important issue to Americans in 2020? All right, I want your answers. Are you ready? Here are the options. Most important issue to Americans in 2020. Health care, impeachment, the economy, or immigration. Pat.
1: Uh, Are we talking about the populace in general or conservatives? Mm, Populace. Yeah. It just says Americans. Economy.
2: That's what I was going to say. You agree? Yeah,
1: I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, economy. Unless
3: something crazy happens on the immigration front, in which right. it could become mm-hmm. the the. For
1: conservatives, I think
3: immigration, immigration. is
1: still yep. pretty close to the top of the yep. list. Yeah. But the populace will move
3: with whatever the you know we have a horde right. of people coming to the border. Immigration will be the top issue. But mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, let us know what you guys think. You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze. Vote on it, and we will see you tomorrow. And hopefully, I'll have a better voice. <laughs>
2: I am. Oh, I'm fighting it. You sound lovely. You Uh, should have hot tea next time.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe try.
0: Like, I got the cold.
2: Thanks
1: for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.